0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Stress-Free MD Podcast. I am so happy that you're joining me today for another wonderful episode. First, I'd like to share a review from one of our listeners. Our listener says, So appreciated this episode with Dr. Robin. Not only does she have a super soothing and warm voice, her message really resonated so important to remind ourselves to take a moment and really enjoy the nourishment we are putting in our mouths. It was so good that I shared this with several of my patients who are also struggling with empty wrapper syndrome as well. Much appreciated by us all. And this is from Dr. Miriam, a pediatrician out in the West Coast, Dr. Miriam, MD. So thank you so much, Dr. Miriam, for sharing this. This review was regarding an episode I did on mindful eating. It was back to episode 19, and I call it the Empty Wrapper Syndrome. The Empty Wrapper Syndrome is when you go to take a bite or you put your hand in a bag of food and, well, nothing's left, and you don't even remember eating it. (laughs) Well, I totally understand this, and so I created an episode on how to beat that. I love, love the ripple effect of docs sharing with their patients what they learn on this podcast. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back. It's so good. You don't want to miss it. And it truly means so much to me to learn how the lessons are helping you, helping others that you're sharing them with. And the algorithm for the podcast works by receiving your ratings and testimonials and reviews. So if you haven't yet, Please, please take a moment on iTunes or on whatever platform you're on and scroll to the bottom and leave a five star rating and review. It just would mean so much to know that we together can help others find these episodes so they too can relieve this stress in their lives. Okay, so today, (laughs) today I want to talk with you about something I hear frequently with respect to self care and stress relief tools, and that is this objection. I don't have time. And I know it's so important to take care of me. And I want to be the healthiest, happiest version of myself, but I just don't have time. And it can create a lot of stress to think about having to add yet one more thing into your busy day. I mean, I totally get that. Especially when you know that you really should be doing that. And that's that word should, <laughs> we don't want to be shooting all over ourselves. But when you know that it's good for you, and yet you just feel that you don't have the time to do it. So I decided to create this episode to help you understand where that time is so that you can. And that's the good news. The good news that I don't have time objection is, yes, you do. I work with the busiest of physicians juggling practicing medicine, the C-suites, traveling, presenting at conferences, juggling their kids. Their pets, their community responsibilities, and so on. And every single one of them has time and has been pleasantly surprised and amazed about having more time that they didn't realize they even had. Every single one. (laughs) It is there when you know how to look for it, and I can help you with that. Sometimes I do an entire private one on one coaching session that I call the schedule strategy session where I actually map out my client's entire schedule for them, and that could be different on seven different days of the week. Because you have nothing if you don't have your health and your happiness, right? You have nothing if you don't have your health and your happiness. I mean, what's the point of everything then, right? Really. And you can't possibly care for others the way that you'd really want to if you're not caring for yourself not the way that makes you feel proud and the way that makes you feel accomplished and complete. So let's find you some time to care for you. And here are the three key steps to do it. Okay. Step number one, create actual time by taking an overall time inventory. Create actual time by taking an overall time inventory. And I've broken this up into two parts. Part number one, notice that there are things that you are doing that you are not enjoying that aren't needed and delete them from your life. Just hit the delete button. Maybe things that you said yes to and now you can say no to. Things that you may say, why am I still doing this? And then just get rid of them. Part number two, notice the things that you yourself are not really needed for. Or your eyes, or your voice, or your body, or your mind are not really required. And then, delegate. You don't have to do it all when you're not really needed. Now, sometimes this is an ego or a control thing to let go of, and I get it. It can be hard. I have been there. But when you can let go of these things that another person or group of people can do instead of you, then do it. Delegating can be both tasks at work and tasks in your everyday life. They can be little things or bigger things. They all add up. Okay, so number one is creating actual time by taking an overall time inventory broken down into two parts, noticing the things that you're doing that you're not enjoying and not needed and delete them, and Notice the things that you're not really needed for and delegate. Okay, that's number one. Number two, working with the time that you already have. Working with the time that you already have. Okay. Now to do that, to do that, I'm breaking that down into three different steps. Okay, step number one is layering. Step number one is layering. Layering is doing something for yourself while you are doing other things that you are already doing anyway, so it's not to have to take up any more time in your day. Here are some examples of how you can practice your stress relief self care tools while layering, while doing other things. And it also gives you something else to do instead of listening to the not so nice thoughts that your brain may be offering you. And it's important to practice your tools when your autonomic nervous system is regulated. And in homeostasis, because that's when you're building that neuroplasticity, those new neural pathways to be utilized when your stress response tries to take over, so that you can pull out your tools and come back quickly to balance. Okay, so here are some examples of layering. And you can think about these and think about how you can layer your tools in your own life. Practicing calming breathing tools while performing another task such as emptying the dishwasher or folding the laundry or charting. Practicing mindfulness by opening up all five of your senses while eating a meal or walking outside, either alone or maybe with your pet, your dog, while showering, while exercising, even while sitting with another, sitting with a patient. Utilizing what I like to call car college. Instead of mindlessly driving and having on the radio and maybe getting agitated as to what's on the news or listening to negative self-talk, choose to listen to podcasts. (laughs) I know many of you have me in your ears when you're driving and I love it. I love it. So utilizing car college. While in bed, prior to falling asleep, do some somatic-based movements to release tension in your body. And I know I've shared some of these in prior episodes and in my free video series on my website, listen to a sleep meditation. I've recorded several of these using these tools and anything else, such as reading to transition you deeply into sleep. Okay. So number one, working with the time that you already have is layering your time. Number two, get up earlier. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Now I know what your brain just did. There may have been a lot of initial resistance to this one. I thought the exact same thing. I first found this gift of time when I was newly married and needed to study during my radiology residency and found that I was working all day. And then I would come home, eat dinner quickly, and then study all night, barely seeing my husband. And I knew that wasn't sustainable. So I approached one of my attendings who had recently completed his residency and he was married now with small children and I asked him how he managed. And he told me this trick. He said, get up earlier, front load your morning with the things that you want to do and get done so that you can spend that quality time later on. So that's what I did. I began getting up earlier and I got to the hospital earlier, I beat the traffic, which actually even cut off 45 minutes of travel time. And then I would study for a few hours before our first morning conference to create even more space in my evening that I could spend with my husband. And as I got more and more used to it, I began to get up earlier and earlier. I even added a short workout in the morning. And now, after doing this for several decades, (laughs) I can tell you that I love when everyone is still asleep in my home. I love that quietness, that alone time. It doesn't have to be much. Five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. You may slowly add time each week to get used to it. Maybe just starting with five minutes. And it really turns out to be an amazing gift that you give to yourself. And my clients enjoy using this time for many things. Could be meditation, yoga therapy, prayer, journaling, Fitness, morning walk, and so on. So that's the second way that you can work with the time you already have, getting up earlier. The third way is to teach stress relief tools to another person and do them together. This has been a great time saver for my busy physician clients who are stressed and dysregulated at work and can't imagine taking a pause in between seeing patients. So I have them greet their patients. And then practice a calming breathing tool together, for example, so that they both feel calm and grounded and can have a much more efficient and meaningful visit without taking extra time away. I have parents practice this along with their kids as well for the same reasoning. And it's better to do this with them than to just tell it to them. You'll both feel better and there is the sense of camaraderie in the shared experience as well. Those are the three ways that you can work with the time you already have layering, getting up earlier, and teaching the tools to someone else while doing it with them. All right. Now, number three, organize your time. I like to do this on Sunday evenings. Some people prefer Monday mornings, but I feel best waking up Monday morning already organized and ready to go. So this doesn't have to be anything fancy. As a matter of fact, I take a piece of scrap paper from the recycle bin to do it. You may want something like a journal or a notepad or an Excel sheet. Maybe it's on your computer, your tablet, your phone. Whatever it is, just write out each day of the week across the top. That's what I do, and then underneath each day, create a column with time frames for each and everything you want to accomplish. And this is really important because if you create the schedule for yourself, It will get done. And I'd like you to input the things first that nourish you, including your sleep, eating, breaks, time with significant other, your self care, fitness, yoga therapy, meditation, your walks, anything else, and so on. And after those items are inputted, then you can fill in all of your to dos. When you make a schedule and stick to it, you will have time to do all the things. With no schedule, so much does not get done and it seeps into the next day and you feel badly and you feel stressed and so on. Now, allow yourself some flexibility with this, using this as a general framework because, you know, things happen and you need to shift things around and that's okay. All right, so this is what I want you to do. Take a look at these three steps that I just described. Number one, creating time by taking a time inventory. Number two, working with the time you have. Number three, organizing your time. And if you need to go back and listen to the subcategories in each one of these steps, and then just start at the top and work your way down. Give yourself some grace. and Don't do it all at once, right? See what's working for you and do more of that. You will find that you have so much more than you imagined, so much more time that you even conceived. It was like, oh, <laughs> I do have time. Let me know of any aha moments. Send me a message or an email. Let me know. I love to hear from you. You know that. Thank you so much for listening and taking time to care for amazing you. Remember to be kind to one another and to be kind to yourself. And I look forward to connecting with you on the very next episode of the Stress-Free MD Podcast. Hi.